0: Welcome to how to read, understand, and make use of the scriptures. So, we're going to use our principles of biblical interpretation, specifically uh, this idea that uh, when God reveals himself to us in human language, he uses uh, words, sentences, you know, they're put in uh, paragraphs, and uh, uh, those paragraphs, those words, have a certain historical context with an author. Uh, and so, the, the principle that a text cannot mean what it uh, never meant. And so, uh, again, my professor at the seminary who comes into the classroom, writes on the board, context, 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 content, content, content. Um, We're going to look at a couple of Old Testament books. This first one is going to be the book of Isaiah. Now, the context of Isaiah spans uh, a number of different years. Um, And so in 740 BC, we have a reference point to uh, Isaiah in the temple. In Isaiah chapter 6, it says, "...in the year that King Uzziah died." But uh, throughout the lifetime of Isaiah, and uh, past his lifetime, because he's going to foretell events that will just not happen uh, during uh, you know his ministry, but also into the future of uh, the people of Israel, um, he, he speaks of these these uh, these events that uh, deal with nations. So seven twenty-two, uh, Israel is going to fall to Assyria. Uh, 701 B.C., Sennacherib will come against Jerusalem. Uh, 605 B.C., uh, this uh, new superpower uh, Babylon will come, and there will be this first deportation of uh, the people of Israel to Babylon. 587 B.C., Babylon will come and sack Jerusalem and destroy the temple, uh, and Nebuchadnezzar will do that. And then in 538 B.C., um, Cyrus, another superpower, king of Persia, will decree uh, the return of the people uh, of Israel back to Jerusalem. So this is uh, the big picture of what's uh, what the events are that Isaiah is uh, speaking to, but also speaking into the future, foretelling into the future. And so context, 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 and then content. The content of Isaiah... Uh, you could summarize it with uh, a little phrase, a holy God and an unholy people. A holy God and an unholy people. Uh, Isaiah is in the temple, holy, 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 uh, the the angels are singing, and there Isaiah uh, repents for himself and for his people, that they have broken the covenant, that they have been unfaithful to their husband, uh, the father, uh, they are unholy, they are unclean, they are unrighteous. And so there's all these images here of, of holiness and an unfaithful wife um, you know, to the triune God. Specific, specifically, we'll find that uh, in the New Testament, uh, the reference will be that the church is the bride of Christ and uh, Jesus himself is the bridegroom. So there's foreshadowing of that. Uh, but the sense of a holy God, Um, and an unholy people. So Isaiah chapter 6 is a reference point. It says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, seated on the throne, uh, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And then he says, Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. And with two wings they they covered their, their faces, with two they covered their feet, with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, what's the only appropriate response when you encounter the holiness of God? Well, we don't stand there with our own works and say, well, I, I'm with you. You know, I too am a holy one. No, uh, the text says, at the sound of their voices, uh, the doorposts, the thresholds shook, the temple was filled with smoke. And here's Isaiah's response. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined. I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. And then the beautiful gospel message is one of the seraphs flew to Isaiah with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongs from the altar, and uh, he touched the mouth uh, of Isaiah and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. So um, an an unho- unholy people uh, coming into uh the presence of a holy God requires repentance. Uh, but also God Himself is the one who cleanses uh his people, uh, that this coal from the altar of sacrifice uh will be pointing to the ultimate sacrifice, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Now There's a commission then given to Isaiah. The voice of the Lord says, uh, So whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah says, Here here am I, send me. And so God tells Isaiah, Go tell this people, uh, Be ever hearing but never understanding. Be ever seeing but never perceiving. Make the heart of this people callous. Make their ears dull. Close their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn and be healed. Uh, this is, uh, again, referenced by Jesus, that he is among them. He is preaching the repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And he's right in front of his, uh, his people, and their eyes are closed. Their ears are uh, shut. Um, their hearts are hardened. This is the rebellious nature of the people who are hearing the very words of Jesus, but also the hardened hearts of those that Isaiah is uh, going to uh, speak to. So Isaiah's message to uh, uh, an unholy people whose hearts have become hardened and callous is that um, there's going to be these agents of God's wrath coming. And these agents of God's wrath... Um, and deliverance, by the way, uh, are going to happen in the course of history. So God will, will use nations to bring the people of Israel to repentance, but also to exile them. But he will also use the nations, uh, specifically Cyrus, to bring back the people from the land of captivity. So God's going to use his agents. Uh, agents of wrath, but also agents of deliverance in the course of history. Isaiah's uh, message throughout uh, this book is he preaches law, threats and punishments for breaking the covenant. People will, will be saying, why is this happening to us? And Isaiah will speak to them, well, you have broken covenant. You have been unfaithful to your, your God, to your uh, true husband. He not only preaches the law, but he also preaches the gospel. The gospel focused on, again, the person and work of Jesus, the Messiah. That Messiah is coming. That though your sins are like scarlet, Isaiah will say, they shall be white as snow. He will speak of this this Messiah as the suffering servant. And you'll hear about it in Isaiah 53. He'll take up our infirmities and carry our sorrows. And um, he'll be stricken by God, smitten by him, and afflicted. He'll be pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. Uh, He'll say, well, we all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has gone his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Uh, So he'll speak of the promise of one who will come, who will be the suffering servant. Bear the sins of the world, die for them, rise again on the third day. He speaks that when this Messiah comes, there's going to be this uh, the signs of the Messianic age. The blind will see, the lame will uh, leap uh, like a deer, the deaf will hear, the dead will be rise. Uh, and he says there's going to be a new exodus, not uh, not only an exodus uh, out of Egypt. And not only a returning or an exodus out of Babylon, but a new exodus fulfilled in the person and work of, of Jesus. So context, context, context. Content, content, content. And so we read that again, book of Isaiah, with the understanding that there is a holy God um, and there is an unholy people. And the unholy people come in contact with the law and the gospel. Yes, you have sinned. You have unclean lips. Repent. Woe. That is what you are to say. Woe to me. I am ruined. But also receive the coal from the altar. The sacrifice. And again, this is pointing to the person of Jesus. Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So we take heart and, and we remember that this triune God wants us, in, um, in whatever context of the scriptures we, we read, He wants us to hear him and to understand him and to know him and to believe and to trust in him. And uh, that is always, again, pointing to uh, the promise of Messiah, the person and work of Jesus, for this great gift, uh, the forgiveness of sins.